0: Hello and welcome to the 83rd roundup of the PPC chat Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5pm GMT. I'm your host Anu, I'm the founder of MindSwan, a company through which I aim to share my ideas about paid search, especially regarding automation, paid media and my passion for doing digital reporting well through a tool that is already on everybody's laptop. Yes, that's right. It's Microsoft Excel. So if you want a free consultancy about what I can do for you in regards to paid media, implementing scripts, or even cutting your spend on your data analysis tools, just send me a message at hello at mindswan.com or get to me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram with the handle MindSwan PPC. So in this episode, we have Julie Baccini leading us in a topic on testing and experiments. And I think this is a very, important part of paid search, paid media, um, just the paid search and paid media world. Um, as a whole because things are always changing whether it's the market or competitors and yeah the platforms are always changing the goalposts of success so yesterday you know cpc is supposed to be you know done at, at this level or you're supposed to be competing you are really well supposed to be low but then tomorrow it's supposed to be high to get the high positions and you know yeah that always that's always changing so it's all, always about testing and never just sticking to one strategy and one solution, you know, indefinitely. So yeah, let's see what top tips um, of testing that our ex- experts um, gave us today. So Julie starts us with a nice one. Obviously, it's it's the season of Christmas, and she says, "Welcome and thank you for joining." Us we will be talking testing experiments, but first, how are you feeling about the holidays this year? My Kriminster says he's feeling good about the holidays, but missing the fun of e-commerce during the holidays this year since none of my clients are in that industry. No, it is I think that's a good good break to be having from that one. Um, Julie asked answers saying I can't help but be excited for the holidays with a seven-year-old in the house. That being said, it's busier than I would prefer. My answer to that was that, you know. I feel like I'm okay. I'm chilled um, at the moment. But I just bought a house um, this year. You know, such a big deal. Two-bedroom house. I mean, what am I thinking? So, yeah, I'm, um, I'm on a whole, yeah, no presents this year. But I feel that at the last minute I may change my mind. You know, I've got an adorable little niece. I might want to buy some few presents for them. And now my girls get all stressed at the last minute. Yeah, let's hope I do not um fall victim to that, <laughs> that eco. Commerce and commercial trap. Anyway, so Julie starts off with our first question saying, um, yeah, let's get to it. Do you have a regular testing or experiments built into your account process currently? If so, what does it look like? Um, Yeah, and Julia Weiss goes, not at the moment, but I often recommend them. Light testing of different bid strategies over time, but not a fleshed out testing program. And I think it's similar to me. Um, Tim Jensen replies to question one saying, kind of, not always as as formal as it should be. Keep track of ad copy based on labels and monitor performance aggregated by campaign in some cases. Colin Slattery replies to question one saying, Hell yeah, to regular experiments. We're always testing landing page splits for every account where we have control over landing pages. Steve Gibson replies to question one saying, I'm always testing things, otherwise, how do you improve? Exactly. Mike Crimmins replies, um, yeah, check or create tests on a weekly basis, part of the process that I created, but there's times that it needs to be checked daily and other times just once a month. Julie Bettini replies saying I don't have a formal program, but I want to develop some things that are more ready to propose to make things more efficient, efficient even. Mark Subel replies to question one saying we try to keep a process but it differs per client definitely refresh on ads to test and on a campaign basis, mainly when warranted. Like it for campaign looks like it could do well on max conversions or CPA. We will test it. Uh, Michael Thurman replies, definitely not as much as I should, but mostly a time constraint. Sam replies question one saying most of our clients have dedicated testing budgets, usually something along the lines of 70% current versus 20% experiments plus optimizations. Over 10% moonshots plus crazy ideas That's a very good way to do things And that's why I've given another answer Saying about how it's all about approaching the client from a budget point of view at the beginning so that you know they're really prepared for you know that testing scheme that you're about to set up julie then gives us question two saying do you find testing or experiments easier or harder to execute on different platforms if so in what ways um tim jensen replies to that saying difficult to do true ad testing on google anymore no such thing as even rotation and ads can show in so many possible formats each time Julia Vice replies to question two saying each platform gives you more or less control depending on what you want to do. Honestly, easier versus harder is down to the client and their site more than the platform, at least for me. Um, And then, yeah, Colin Slatter replies to Sam, where Sam had said, most of our clients have dedicated testing budgets, usually something along the lines of 70% current, 20% experiment. He replies to that saying, this is also something we try to get clients to agree to as well, have a small percentage of budget allocated for new ideas that are separate from the bread and butter money makers. Mike Cremins replies to question two, saying Google is probably the easiest place to test lots of data, some tools built right into the platform that make testing easy, Bing, not as much data. Julie Puccini then gives us another answer to question two, saying I think testing has gotten more difficult all the way around with the rise of machine learning and its applications in the platform. They pick a winning ad variation almost from um. Always from a get-go, um, which is frustrating, and yeah, I feel that is very true. And I say that this is one of my few times where the rise of automation does annoy me, as much as I love automation. That really takes away um, that bit of control that I did like. Julia Vice replies to that, and then you get clients who want to test, like all get out and they just throw a bunch of creative to see which one wins like oh god <laughs> the algorithm picked this one so it's good no comment on actual performance <laughs> yeah colin slatter replies to that saying so nothing screams a winning ad like a 15% better ctr and a conversion rate that's 50% lower Thanks, Google. Yep. So, um, yeah, Mark Subel replies to question two saying, I find it really hard on Facebook. As in my experience, they find ads that work well. And then it seems like they push everything there instead of rotating a bit more now with dynamic ads, trying to find a new process. Um, and so, yeah, Julie then gives us question three saying, how do you position testing or experiments with clients to get them to say yes? So, yes, yeah, it's an important one. Julia Vice replies, I talk about the risk of overinvesting and being complacent. If you keep throwing dollars at something without looking at options, other platforms, other opportunities, your competitors will out innovate you. And yes, that's a very good way of explaining it to clients. And then we've got Mike Crimmins replying to question three saying, most of my clients don't care about the testing or experiments as long as it leads to more leads. They are more interested when we're testing new platforms or channels or campaigns. Colin Slattery replies to question three saying, it's right um, from the start. It's in our website copy. It's part of the sales process. I call it iterative improvement i talk a great deal about our process of hypothesis yeah hypothesize test analysis um and implement in proposal and calls and then he continues if potential clients aren't bought in on testing they are not going to be clients of ours how aggressive the testing is can vary but it's such a core component component of how we approach the sales process i think that's a very good way of doing things michael fleming replies to question three i've never had much trouble if i present a hypothesis and that makes sense and explains the potential impact of the experiment tim jensen replies, Reply saying when justifying a test in new platform or targeting technique, it's helpful to have a case studies, have case studies to reference from other clients. Also, this is a case where reps can be helpful in pulling data for your client's industry. Um, I then reply, I think it's all about timing. So, yes, like the way Colin said a part of the sales process is very important What I add on that saying proposing it at the beginning of a new budget season either the month or the quarter and proposing it against performance that isn't doing it well so you want to you know propose a conversation like um, when there's fresh budget and the proposal is um, we can get you x percent more conversions if we test this so that's how that works Sam then replies to question three going, but for proven platform optimizations, it's mostly about maximizing value per dollar spent. And if you've set out your tracking up properly with conversion values, EV modeling, it's pretty easy to make a compelling financial case what the 20% investment is worthwhile. Um, and then, yeah, we have um, Julie Bicini replying to question three saying that um, I find it helpful to figure out how risk averse the client is early on. Then you can Can better know what kinds of tests to propose. Also, I have found it helps if you do basic testing first and show results to get it more yes on bigger things. Sam replies to question three, saying, depends on the type of testing for crazy leads. A crazy ideas or moonshots usually framing it as r&d initiative tends to work well especially for the clients with reasonable levels of budgeting or financial sophistication the other one that works well is the vc mindset <laughs> so still like the venture capitalist mindset i think you're saying michael fleming replies to question three saying i also will just make crap up about clients um because clients want estimations that won't matter after the test is over and you explain the story of what happened well and he continues this we make crap up was the unofficial tagline of the first agency i worked out um your <laughs> vice goes ah it scares me so much i'd much rather say that within a certain test i don't know what will happen rather than making anything up maybe i've worked in public companies too long um and then yeah michael replies i find giving a range 20 to 40 percent, is good enough for a client to be satisfied with the estimation like i said even if your way off your awesome explanation of what happened makes it all right yeah and amanda of babad Baba, <laughs> even, um, Amanda says, I was explaining how I do projections to a junior AM and she was like, sounds like you're just guessing. <laughs> well, it's an educated guess. Yes, all we are doing is an educated guess and the answer really does can be justified by a lot of marketing conditions. So Julie Bicchini goes on to give us question fourteen: saying, how do you determine what budget to request for a particular test or experiment if you're doing something that will require designated budget? Um, In answer to that, Sam goes, this is where at least I find having someone with a background in statistics or probabilities is helpful. Once you know the sample, you need to be confident in an outcome, work backward to the cost. Um, and then we've got um yeah him continues Sam continues the other key item is determining the novelty period a lot of times a test will show what appears to be statistically significant results only to revert that the mean once the novelty novelty of the shiny new thing wears off make sure the giants persist. Colin Slattery replies going I try to back into budget based on the conversion necessary for the statistical significance. This is the size of the data set we will likely need for good analysis so we will need x budget to get there. Mike Crimmins replies saying budget depends on the test a lot of the time it's 50% if it's going to be an A-B testing like a campaign level other times it's a similar it's a smaller part of the overall budget if it's a new channel goal. Mark Subel replies Question forcing educated and estimated guests from experience with some data to create the estimations, either within the account or through Google keyword tools or Facebook audience estimations. Amanda replies Many factors go into how much budget I request for a test, but one rule of thumb I use is a minute, 50 in. um, sorry one rule of thumb i use is a 50 dollar per day any budgets less than that aren't generally worth the time effort as they won't have enough data to make decisions julia vice replies i tend to show what the budget is why we need it for statistically significant tests and take it from there if they don't want to invest in it we find a test that works for them and then going to question five, Julie asks, Do you have any hard and fast rules for your test or experiments, such as how long they should run, number of things being tested, etc.? This will be a great place to explain your statistical significant thoughts for those who are uninitiated. Um, so yeah, for this kind of one, I think it's always about um, you know, making sure you have enough data. If um you're 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 doing a test over to like two-week period and you only got, you know two, three impressions, whatever the result is, is not statistically significant. So it's all about the amount of data plus the time period you give it to do um, to do for. So that's why we always find when I do a test, I do it on brand campaigns or just a campaign that just has a high volume where we know like the performance will give a clear idea of what the better performing um, thing was, t- whether it was ad copy or keyword or landing page, you know, you need a lot of data to be able to say that it was statistically significant. Tim Jensen replies to that saying, um, good to use a statistical significant calculator. Like, yeah, he gives a link to one, which I'll provide for you guys to determine if you have enough data to make a judgment call. Um, Julia Vice replies, my only hard and fast rule is minimum three weeks Other the variable relates to different clients and industries. So we can't be hard and fast per se. Julie Bertini replies to question five, saying, "I only find I only want to test one variable at a time. Otherwise, how would I know which thing moved the needle? Prefer to let tests to let tests run for at least four weeks, so I get data from every day of the week. I prefer longer time horizons if possible, so not deciding on anomaly day. That's a very good point." And then we've got Amanda replying to question five saying, I usually say if a keyword, for example, has 30 clicks and no conversions, it's time to decrease bid or even pause. I like to discuss these thresholds with clients so we're all on the same page um thomas replies to question five saying a b testing shouldn't really be thought of as truly statistically significant because those calculators aren't taking into account a lot of the stuff you need to know to actually calculate statistical significance treat it all as directional and hits that's a very good point um and then yeah like he goes like um like a lot of us would fail statistics. Let's not pretend to actually know maths. Let's pretend to know advertising. <laughs> That's a very good point. I don't think any of us here are statistical um, experts here. Going to question six, Julie Riccini then asks, is there a test or experiment you're running or have recently run that surprised you? Um, but before we get to that, Steve Gibson replies, depends on what's being tested to answer question five. By the way, I think the 95% statistical confidence thing may makes no sense in marketing. And I say that as someone who studies, studied statistics and was taught 95% confidence. Interesting. So yeah, so he's someone that can, you know, pretend to know statistics as well as marketing. Sam replies to question five saying, I mean, there's a lot that goes into this. What's the distribution? What's the data scale category versus continuous? How many variables over what period this is where it's helpful to have someone with a background in stats to help you so yes as he mentioned there earlier on um, and then he goes um yeah there's a ton of good calculators out there but if you don't know whether to use a test and which one one way anova kruskal Wallace, man whitney then what good is it wow yeah there're loads of different models out there I imagine. So Colin Slattery replies to question five saying woo boy there's so much that goes into proper statistics as Tim mentioned significance calculators are a good start but not always ideal. There are some great in, great into stat courses online that people can take if they want to get deep into this. And then we go on to question seven um, and then Jilly asks how do you decide on things to test experiment within your campaigns? For this one, I'll give an answer saying that I guess it does depend on what's really not working well and what you have not tested in a while. I think those are your two main things. So things that could be improved, that's what you want to test on to try and improve it. And things that, you know, especially when you're coming in a new account where, you know, the client has gone, you know, Oh yeah, we've just been doing that for a long period of time. We've not changed anything in that in that account for a long while. Those are your first port of call to start thinking, okay, let's change either the ad copy or the keywords or the landing page if none of those things have changed for a long while. And in reply to that, we've got Julia Vice saying, this is such a great question. It depends as usual, but I like to test messages as often as possible. My Crimmins replies, I decide what to test based on accounts with Um, with issues that need to be fixed, things I've picked up from our PPC people or hunches I want to test out. How's that for a broad answer? Michael Fleming replies to question seven, it must make a big impact if there's a winner or else not worth the investment. Um, and yeah, and John Kagan replies to um question six saying, um, we did competitor bidding where we misspelled the competitor's name in the ad to get around trademark violations and it shockingly still performed well. Interesting. Julie Bicchini replies to question seven saying, I'd like to run tests that challenge the this is how we've always done it, exactly, whether that is messaging, offer, CTA, etc. I saw a great tweet the other day which said if Biz had tombstones most will say they perished doing what they always did um yeah john kagan replies to question seven saying we get to do one of each a flashy fun one and one that will possibly give us a return tim jensen replies for social start with testing creative and move and move to testing copy once you've found what imagery resonates the best. Amy Kabra replies to question seven saying, for Facebook, nail down messaging with a broader audience, narrow audiences down, introduce new audiences, try to see if messaging could be improved. For Google, we'll test ads as best as we can and then mix in bidding strategies. And then, yeah, Julie then asks um, question eight, what is the biggest objection or resistance you encounter when you suggest tests or experiments in clients' accounts? And in answer to that, we've got Julia Vice saying, will this work? Are we wasting our money? Most of the time, this is the big concern from my clients, no matter the vertical. Team Jensen says, we tried that and it didn't work. Um, and then we've got my Crimin's budget clients that don't want to spend more, even if there's ROI. Sam replies, usually it's understanding one or both of these two regression to the mean, anchoring are the biggest ones. The better campaigns perform, i.e., the more you optimize what you've got, the more likely it is that a given change will lower performance. Michael Fleming replies, I don't deal a lot with rejection as much as apathy. I have a great idea that requires the client to do something and they just don't see the value of getting around to do it samlin continues and that um they just can't expect a test experiment moonshot to outperform a tried and true channel it's just not going to happen with any level of consistency or regularity julie replies to that saying i will echo the we tried that and it didn't work refrain to think i like to said well we haven't tried it and then ask detailed questions about how and when they tried it before Question nine, Julie asks, what do you wish clients understood better about tests or experiments? Tim Jensen replies, it's just that an experiment, some tests will fail, but it's still a learning experience. Um, Colin Slatter replies that they're they're called tests for a reason a successful outcome is not predetermined not all tests produce positive results don't try to bail too early wait for the appropriate amount of data to come in exactly julie replies what's that wayne gretzky, gretzky quote oh yeah you miss 100 of the shots you don't take um, amanda replies i wish all clients um understood that no one has all the answers in digital marketing everything is changing so all we can do is test analyze optimize repeat michael fleming replies the results can be residual as it as in it will improve next month's results and the month after that and the month after that that's very interesting point point. and then julie gives us question 10 saying is there anything the platforms could do to make test experiments easier to implement i'll say with google stop making everything everything automated you know allow us to actually do you know even rotation of ads so that we can actually choose what our best ads are. Um, And yeah, don't, don't push us too much towards automation. Uh, Michael Fleming replies, actually do even rotation. I don't believe it. Yeah. Um, Julie replies, I wish there were native ways to split test landing pages better in the platforms. It shouldn't require an external tool or service for that function. Um, And then we've got, um, What was that? John Kagan replying to question 18. I get that if it isn't broke, why fix it? Or I don't want to hurt my performance a lot. Um, and yeah, and he gives us the final, give his a final answer to question 10 saying, give us testing systems that don't require a PhD to understand how to set up. Yes, it can be quite complicated to actually know how to set up some of these tests. So yeah, that can be a little bit frustrating. So yeah, that comes um, the end of our chat for this week. I hope you found some, you know, great takeaways from that. My favorite one is that, you know, never rush these kind of testing things. and test- Testing is always important and timing when you talk to your clients about when to do this test is, um, you know, very key and very efficient. But the important thing is that testing is very important. You can't always just, you can't just, um, give into a client's answer of, oh, we've done this all, you know, this way all the time. It's working well for us. Yes. Let's just sit that, you know, let's just, you know, continue doing that things that way. I feel clients actually employ paid such professionals to test things out. That is your key job to, you know, change the status quo, try to improve things and try to show them a different way of doing things. So, do that for them in the right way. So I hope you found this talk very useful and took some great takeaways. Um, and yeah, if you want to chat about this topic or any paid media or data analysis solutions, do get in touch with me by sending me an email at hello at mindswan.com or get them to me at mindswan PPC on any of my social media. So, Remember, for your campaigns on businesses to glide smoothly, there's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface. So keep your swans kicking. Bye.